Peter Sherman in for Oakley all week, and happy to be so. And uh, this is an hour where we get to uh, mix it up a little bit. Some of your calls, some guests, particularly a guest I've been looking forward to having, and that's Andrea Horvath, leader of Her Majesty's Loyal Opposition, as they say at the legislature. She is the head of the uh, New Democratic Party, and uh, the the current topic for her, as far as I'm concerned, is that she's announced new legislation she's going to bring forward that would prevent the provincial government from changing the makeup of municipal governments without consultation and local approval. First of all, uh, how are you, Andrea? I'm very well, Peter. Thank you, and thank you for inviting me on the show. Great to have you aboard. Uh, Good to see you a couple of weeks ago there at uh, Queen's Park, if only for a moment. I've got a piece of news for you you probably don't even have by now. They voted at City Hall. 25 to 17 in favor of taking legal action to challenge the legislation. What do you react? How do you react? Uh, well, I, I, I'm glad you informed me because I really didn't know that. It's uh, obviously breaking news. Um, you know, and I, I'm not, in some ways, I'm not surprised. Uh, I think that, uh, again, and I said this today in my speech to the Association of Municipalities of Ontario, it's not that uh, councils should never change and it's not that councils should not be, you know, reduced or ward boundaries. Uh, changed, uh, meaning they, they should change with, uh, with the changing times as, as necessary, uh, but there needs to be a public process it, it, when that happens, uh, and the councils need to be able to, uh, uh, to make some uh, decisions because they know their communities best. And so um, I'm not surprised that they're challenging this because I think they're doing it not only uh, from the perspective of, you know, of Toronto, uh, but uh, the feedback I've had here at the Association of Municipalities of, of Ontario, so all of the other 444 municipalities, uh, you know, can send delegates to this particular meeting, and, and people are worried. I mean, people believe that uh, that democracy is important, and, and standing up for our democracy is important, and um, and this move has been very undemocratic, notwithstanding uh, the way that the legislation sits, both federally and provincially, uh, in terms of their ability to do so, but just because you can... Uh, doesn't mean you should. Well, that's that's true in uh, all walks of life. I want to talk to you for a moment about that reaction that you referred to and the fact that uh, Doug Ford made a, a speech there where he said, don't worry, not going to touch anything else. And the fact that uh, the, the Council of Toronto voted this way in spite of the fact that their own uh, legal, their solicitors said you can't win. So, f- first of all, react to that. Why would you? Why would you vote in favor of a challenge on something that you can't win? Well, you should ask Mr. Ford why he's doing the same thing at the fe- to the federal government when it comes to the carbon tax. <laughs> I mean, you, make, you make a valid point. <laughs> let's face it. I mean, so there's a couple of answers, I think, Peter. Some of it's political, uh, but some of it is, is principled. And so, uh, again, I'm not going to say, you know, why they did. I didn't, I wasn't, I was obviously busy all day here today in Ottawa, so I didn't have a chance to listen into any of the debate whatsoever. But, uh, but certainly, uh, you know, if you don't challenge things that you think are unjust, uh, then they will just they will just continue to repeat themselves, and and when uh, when situations like this occur, uh, you know it's sometimes these are the kinds of things that actually do change laws at other levels, uh, and that's what our Supreme Court, uh, frankly, does in terms of reviewing uh, these kinds of challenges. Uh, should it get that far? So again, um, you know, I, I believe in in fighting for democracy. I think it's important, and I really do believe uh, that this decision that Mr. Ford made was more about politics and more about uh, his his own personal kind of. Uh, 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 you know, issues around the Council of Toronto that he served on, as well as, uh, you know, his his uh, enemies uh, politically, both at Toronto, the city of Toronto, but as, as well as Mr. Uh, Brown when it comes to the... Um 
regional chair elections. And, and so, you know, uh, uh, I guess the, uh, it'll all come out in the wash, as my mom used to say, uh, but I'm not surprised that, uh, that, um, that Toronto's made this decision. Well, here's something that I found interesting, and you're the second person in the last half hour to uh, uh, make mention of it. Apparently, uh, Doug Ford, in his address to AMO, said uh, that no other cities uh, in the immediate future, he didn't say about the distant future, but the immediate future, need worry that he's going to step in and do anything, that uh, he's done what he's going to do. Um, and yet, uh, the feedback, and this is where I refer to you and somebody else who was on the air, saying, you know, a lot of people are doing a lot of talking at this convention, and this is the mayors and Reeves and wardens and councillors of, of uh, cities and towns across the province, are saying, that they're really worried. You heard that too. Well, of course, and, and, I, and I think the other thing that's worrisome uh, is that there has been no real justification for uh, for why he's done what he's done to Toronto and nobody else, uh, and why he's done what he's done with getting... I mean, really, this is 2018. People should not have the opportunity to vote for their regional chair. Uh, and so, this, there's, there's, so there's not only is, the issue about whether people uh, are concerned that, you know, the, um, that, that, that Mr. Ford will, will meddle in their municipalities, but there's also the issue of um, if you get on the wrong side of Mr. Ford, what's he prepared to do to exact revenge? That's the other conversation I'm hearing uh, around Ottawa today, and it's disturbing because that's not what uh, leadership is about, uh, and it's not about, uh, you know, about uh, you know, abusing your power. It's about using your power to create positive change for, for people, for Ontarians, uh, you know, for, for residents of communities, whether they be, you know, whether they be small northern communities or whether they be a big city like Toronto. So, so those are the two kind of tracks that I've been hearing today uh, in, in terms of uh, people's response to, um, to what Mr. Ford has chosen to do in the midst of, remember, right, in the middle of uh, an election period. Okay, so what's interesting is the reality on the ground, as they would say, is that uh, your legislature will resume uh, with uh, you fighting hammer and tongs, and I've been watching you, boy, are you with something as the leader of the opposition, um, against the Ford government, but that won't happen till September 24th, which is uh, less than one month prior to the actual voting day in the municipal election. So that campaign will be quite far gone by that time. Uh, I, I guess a lot of this stuff has to be fought from your perspective, and you said it, on principle rather than on the basis of being able to achieve very much, because that election is going to go ahead. Undoubtedly, it's going to go ahead on the basis of 25 seats, and um, the, the legislation that you want to bring, which will be, I suppose, presented as a private member's bill, will be done for form rather than content in the sense that it can't get passed, Andrea. Well, I mean, you're, you're correct on a, on, a, on a number of issues. I mean, certainly we don't get back into the legislature until September 24th. Uh, there are still, I believe, a couple of other uh, legal challenges that are out there that uh, may or may not have an impact on uh, on the uh, municipal election in Toronto and the other four municipalities. Uh, but... Um, uh, but 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 you know the, you know this as, as well as I do, having served uh, in the opposition yourself. Uh, private members' bills don't uh, often get the um, approval of the governing party, but what they do is provide for the public debate to occur, uh, and and what they do is provide people uh, with a view uh, to what the other party might do if they were in government. And so when we're we, in putting forward this bill, what we're saying is it doesn't have to be this way. It does not have to be this way. You can have a government that actually does respect. Respect, uh, 
uh, local municipalities that is a true partner with municipal uh, leadership across the province uh, and that is prepared to work with municipalities to change uh, the you know the the the, the local councils uh, if in fact that's something that um, that is necessary to be done based on consultation uh, and based on a, a proper process. Well, I've got to tell you, Andrea, you are one feisty lady. You always have been, but as a leader of the opposition, I'll say it again, you're something else, and uh, you're fighting away in between uh, legislative times uh, and uh, certainly when you're uh, standing as leader of the opposition on the benches. So I look forward to seeing more of that after September 24th. Well, thank you so much, Peter. I've, uh, you know, I've, uh, I'm proud of the role that the electorate has uh, given us, and uh, and we are going to, you know, not only oppose and uh, fight against things that we think are going to hurt the people of our province, but we're also going to propose new ideas and uh, different ways of doing things too. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us, and uh, I'll look forward to doing it again. Thanks so much, Peter. My pleasure. Take care. Andrea Horvath, the leader of the NDP and leader now of uh, Her Majesty's Loyal Opposition. I am Peter Sherman. This is Global News Radio 640 Toronto.